0: Time for Focus on Faith with Monk Malloy. Father Edward Monk Malloy served as Notre Dame president from 1987 to 2005. He came to Notre Dame to play basketball, and while hoops didn't ultimately pan out the way he envisioned, It led him to finding his calling to become a priest. He shares a great story also about his playing days in bookstore basketball, even when he was president of the university. He also reflects on how difficult it is to hire the right coach and why he feels Marcus Freeman is a great hire. An educator to his core, he's taught classes in Notre Dame before, during, and after his presidency and continues to do so to this day. He founded the Center for the Homeless here in South Bend. Here's Focus on Faith with Monk Malloy. For those that don't realize, how are you staying busy these days?
1: Well, um, busy, busy. Uh, I'm living in Soren Hall. It's my 43rd year living in a student dorm as a priest in residence. I teach a first-year undergraduate class on biography and autobiography. I serve on a lot of boards. I do substitute things for Father Jenkins, like hosting people at the top of the library if he can't do it. I go to funerals on behalf of the university if I'm asked. Uh, I'm writing a book, a book on leadership. And uh, otherwise, I uh, celebrate Mass a lot and just uh, do my thing.
0: You mentioned teaching. That's something that you've always done even when you were a president. Why was that important for you to always stick to uh, teaching even when you were president, which obviously your calendar was pretty full back then?
1: Well, I always loved teaching, and I thought it was part of the ministry of Holy Cross to do multiple things. If you had asked me to describe what is a Holy Cross priest, it's somebody who is well educated, who uh, does multiple things simultaneously as well as he can. So most of us teach, live in a dorm, sometimes have administrative positions, get involved in activities outside of the campus. It's fun.
0: Take us back to your childhood. You grew up in D.C. You know what was faith like like in your house?
1: Both of my parents were very faith-filled. They were high school educated. My mother. When she was a young girl, she had to wear some uh, things on her legs, and she was afraid she was not gonna be popular as a teenager, so she went to the Shrine of Our Lady of Victory in Lackawanna, New York, and left her crutches behind. She uh, prayed the rosary every day of the rest of her life. She lived to be 95, and she recited the Novena of Our Lady of Victory, so that's one side. My father was Involved in the Knights of Columbus. He actually integrated the Knights of Columbus in DC. He joined the Knights of John, St. John Which was a historically a black organi- Catholic organization, and he brought the two of them together He was very much involved in the civil rights movement. I'm very proud of both of them uh, They uh, brought us up in a, a life of faith and practice I was an altar server. I brought all of that with me to Notre Dame when I came
0: you mentioned integration, and you were on the first integrated basketball team in high school in the D.C. area with John Thompson, the former uh, Georgetown head coach. Uh, what was that like and that experience of being a part of that, and did that help mold you in some form to experience that you know, as a teenager?
1: Absolutely. I grew up in a neighborhood that when I was younger was all white. I remember very vividly uh, when Elgin Baylor and his entourage used to come over to the playground I hung out after this. After civil rights laws were drafted and implemented. And when I went to Carroll, uh, the Archbishop of Washington at the time of Boyle, uh, he deliberately integrated the school when it was open four years before Brown versus the Board of Education decision. And so we always was a, were an integrated school as a whole. In my team, my senior year, we had uh, three black starters, two white, We were undefeated. We were uh, sometimes uh, jeered by black fans or white fans. We went to a suburban white high school, and after the game was over, we killed them. They said, well, you use the shower room first because we're going to fumigate it before we use it. Then we would go to an all-black high school, and they they would give a hard time to my black teammates for playing with white guys. And one of my great memories, there was a summer occasion when they brought teams together from New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, pro college and high school, and I was invited to play on the high school team. I was the only white person in the whole tournament. Uh, So I have a lot of memories like that, going to playgrounds all around the city. And many people adopted us. Warren Buffett was a friend of my coach, and he told me this uh, in person on, on campus. He used to go to the track with my coach once in a while. And he said to him one time, uh, if you have any money lying around, I could in- invest it for you. So he went to his wife, and she said, that guy never leaves the house. We're not giving a, a, him our money. So Warren Buffett says to me, you know how, how much money your coach would have had if he let me invest it for him? But he knew all the names of the players. He could tell you about all the big games. So he's an example of somebody who
0: adopted us at, at a distance, and that was true all around the D.C. area. You know, I mentioned John Thompson being one of your teammates. I'm curious, who was was the better high school basketball player, Monk Malloy or John Thompson? I think I was a better player in high school. Uh, He
1: obviously went on to play for Providence and Boston Celtics. He didn't have a lot of fame because he played behind Bill Russell as a center for the Celtics. So his fame and uh, his impact on, on athletics was primarily through his coaching at Georgetown.
0: You eventually came to Notre Dame because of basketball but maybe didn't work out the way you probably anticipated when you, when you came here. Why not?
1: Well, uh, we didn't have the talent we needed, and our, I think our coach uh, had some issues. But I look back on it. It opened up the new world for me, and so I have no regrets. I, you know, we weren't as successful in basketball as I was in high school, but uh, it, it provided an opportunity for me to do a lot of other things, and my vocation flowed out of that time here. So I'm very grateful for that.
0: Notre Dame president emeritus, Father Edward Monk Malloy, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith interview. While that maybe didn't work out on on the basketball court for the Notre Dame team, you played bookstore basketball for for many, many years, including when you were president. What were those experiences like? And you got a f- favorite memory from the bookstore basketball days? I had a bunch of
1: nieces go, go to school here. And one year, I rigged it with the director of uh, a bookstore basketball so that we could play a team. My team is called All the President's Men. And one of my nieces and her roommates who were terrible uh, were All the President's Women. So we played the first game together. And the first play of the game, I let her steal it and then I pulled her sweatshirt. On the front page of the Observer was a picture of that. And on the evening news was another picture of this. They never explained that we were related, and it was all a joke. Uh, so I, I I received a little criticism for being a, a dirty player. <laughs> Good thing social
0: media wasn't around I back then. That's for sure. <laughs> you mentioned your vocation starting when you became a student. When did you realize you are being called to, to become a priest?
1: Uh, between my junior and senior year, I went on a service project to Mexico, to a place called Aguas Calientes. And we took a break about halfway through and went to a place called Cristo Rey, where there was a big statue of Christ the King. And while I was there, everybody else was busy, and I was looking out into the distance. And I just had this moment of discernment when I felt, well, I had thought about it, but I said, yes, I think I'm called to become a priest. And I went back for my senior year, but I consulted with one of the priests that was with us and uh, applied to Holy Cross and was accepted, and everything followed from that
0: everything did fall eventually obviously becoming a member of the faculty and then becoming university president connect the dots for us how does one go from becoming a priest a faculty member to university president and did you ever see that path coming
1: no i never saw the path coming i was uh, very happy being a teacher living in a dorm i got tenure I, i would have done that the rest of my life very happily and then I was invited, along with uh, two other guys, uh, Bill Beauchamp and Dave Tyson, to be part of a potential pool to replace Father Hesper. About four years and a quarter, I did that. Uh, the three of us got along very famously during that time. I remember when I, when I was elected that I walked back to the dorm and I thought, my life's never going to be the same again. And it was true. <laughs>
0: Most would hate following a legend like Father Ted Hesburgh. You always embraced it. What was it about your personality, uh, maybe your faith, that allowed you to embrace what others would consider an incredible challenge?
1: Well, first of all, Ted left the university in good shape, so I didn't have big crises to deal with. He told me, he gave me two bits of advice. Take care of your mother while she's still alive. My father was already deceased. And be yourself. And so... I decided I wanted to be myself and that's what I did. I think my athletic background had a big role because I was always, I was a leader athletically and I was comfortable in crowds. Uh, I think my personality type is I can go into a room and I could talk to everybody in it, or I could stand on the side and describe all the dynamics among the other people. So in that sense, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I saw it as an opportunity as a priest, as a priest president to try and make a difference uh, in an institution that I believe deeply in its mission and its sense uh, of identity as a Catholic school.
0: You know one of the biggest moments of your presidency came in 1992 when the swim bus crash happened and two freshmen, Colleen Hip and Megan Beeler died in the crash. Haley Scott DeMaria, of course, uh, severely injured. They said she was gonna be paralyzed and you know you went and visited her in the hospital and Haley was on our show a couple years ago and she told that story and you asked you asked her at her bedside if, if you could pray with her, and she's like, but I'm not Catholic. And you said, that's okay. Can we pray anyway? And she said that was the moment she realized she was going to be okay. What are your, your memories of, of that, that moment with Haley and just seeing her overcome what she overcame and maybe where that stood for you in, in your presidency?
1: Well, in terms of a little background, I was in D.C. Uh, went and asleep. I got a phone call about the accident but I couldn't come back till the next day. I came back with the director of the police security operation who happened to be in the, for another meeting. We went out to the accident scene. I went over to the health center, interacted with the students who were there and the families who had arrived. Then I went down to Memorial Hospital, and I talked to the parents, and they were fearful that Haley was going to be paralyzed the rest of her life. So with that in mind, I went in, and on the spur of the moment, you just think, what can I do? Well, I said, I'll pray with you. They were all hoping that she'd move a, a finger or a toe or some indication that she might be able to bounce back. I prayed with her and for her, and uh, thank God. she. I watched all the stages, and of course her book describes all that. And she's a heroic woman, and, I, and I've used her book in my class a number of times. And she comes for the discussion.
0: Father Edward monk Malloy joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Football has always been a fabric of this university. I'm sure you've heard lots of lots of uh, angry emails or phone calls or mailings from people that had said over the years, you know monk, he, he de-emphasized football or this or that you know looking back on it, what, what what's your kind of reaction to the way people reacted to to the way football was during during your time as president?
1: If you know the history of Notre Dame, let's take Father Hesberg's era. He had good years and bad years. He had coaches that succeeded and those who didn't. And uh, he intended to have a successful program. He never de-emphasized football, nor, I love college football, nor did I ever intend, but picking a coach and having the right timing uh, is a very challenging um, decision-making opportunity. And we had some good years and we had some less than good years. Uh, There's a lot of passion around Notre Dame football. Sometimes it's irrational. I fully understand that. Uh, I love to win. I hate to lose. But sometimes that's part of life. And so I never got overwhelmed by the negativity that sometimes you heard. And I love celebrating uh, football and Notre Dame and everything connected with that. Speaking of new coaches and coaching hires, what are your thoughts on, on Marcus Freeman? I think he's a wonderful hire. I had lunch with him, and then I interviewed him before the students in the dorm, and I thought he did a superb job. He's very articulate, especially related to a sense of distinctiveness in the the mission. And then uh, I had nothing to do with it. He became a Catholic, and his his wife's Catholic, and his children have been raised Catholic. So for him, I think that was a very decisive moment. I appreciate that. He's a great recruiter, and I think he's going to be a very successful coach
0: you have a favorite Notre Dame versus USC memory, whether it was as a student, faculty member, president, or even since uh, you've become president emeritus? We won 11 years in a row, one
1: tie, 10, 10 victories, one tie. And they used to tell the joke about a dog that was only 10 years old and never seen Southern Cal win. <laughs> and and <laughs> the year we won the national championship, I remember after the game was over, Bill Beauchamp and I were up in the press box and somebody, uh, the Name section below us, and so somebody turned around, and they played that martial music all the time with that band, and so I felt like it was a Roman emperor, emperor, as the all the Nerdy Name fans were
0: cheering us <laughs> up in the press box. Hilarious! Uh, you know, Rocket told I, I saw an interview where he told a story where uh, he was in your first year class, was, yeah. and uh, y- you had to cancel class because you got summoned to Rome uh, to to see the Pope. I imagine you met, you've met you met incredible amount of famous people. I'm curious if, were you ever starstruck at some point?
1: I, I've uh, had social time with 23 heads of state uh, from different countries and a couple of different popes. One of the people that struck me the most, because I introduced him, was Bishop Tutu from South Africa who won the Nobel Peace Prize. He gave a talk that was so upbeat and positive after all the experiences that he had had that That stands out in my mind because he was here and because there was such a warm and and responsive audience, and he seemed just like the nicest guy in the world.
0: What's the coolest place you ever got to visit?
1: My my most favorite place in terms of beauty would be the South Island of New Zealand. I've been to 90 countries, um, you know, a lot of business meetings, but I've also tried to take advantage of seeing the areas too. Uh, Among the places I've been in are some great contenders but the South Island New Zealand which where they made the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbits and so on it has such a wide variety of of areas of beauty and it's easy to get to and they all speak English and so on so
0: I would highlight that as probably the the most attractive place I've ever been. Finally almost your entire adult life has been spent on this campus what has it meant to you to be a Notre Dame man? I feel privileged really that I
1: played a small role in the history of the institution. I've been here as a student, as a seminarian, uh, as a priest, faculty member, and pastor, as an administrator, and every one of those roles has been very satisfying and enjoyable for me, and uh, I just feel my life has been so lucky, and uh, God's blessed me by putting me here. Father Malloy, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks, Angela.
0: That's former Notre Dame president, Father Edward Monk Malloy, here on Focus on Faith. Now 81 years old, he's experienced a lot, still making new memories with all that he's doing in his life, and what a life it's been. Yeah, he has some incredible stories, and uh, reason for him, a lot of time on that campus, and I just great, his whole story going from coming to, to Notre Dame because of sports, finding his way to being a priest, and leading the university. And really just the effect that he's had through all that and the amazing stories he tells a wonderful interview right there yeah and you know he told that story haley scott de maria for those uh on the our podcast we'll we'll post a link back to our interview with haley scott if you want to go back and listen to that if you missed that from from a couple years ago obviously one of the the biggest moments of of his presidency
1: credit scores are important to financial health do you know yours and how it's calculated A poor credit score can make it hard to get a loan, a credit card, or even a job. We can help answer questions and possibly save you money. Hi, I'm Diane Freeby of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, inviting you to schedule a free financial checkup today at NotreDameFCU.com slash elevate. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame FCU.